Hi, this is Hope. This is Kareem. Hi, this is Katie from Washington, D.C., and you're listening to No Meat Athlete Radio. Hey everybody, Matt and Duck here, and we're excited to share that we are taking over the Nomad Athlete radio feed for the next eight days straight for our Plant Palooza online festival with Compliment, where May 23rd through 30th, we're dropping new discussions with plant-based doctors, registered dietitians, best-selling authors, weight loss experts, and thought leaders, plus a wide range of resources on the Compliment website. But more than just the content, Plant Palooza is also our biggest sale ever on Compliment's nutrient solutions, superfood greens organic protein powders, and more. Right now, you can get up to 50% off site-wide, including my personal favorites, Compliment Essential, the Multinutrient, Daily Greens, and Hydrate. We've got a little bit of overlap there, Doug. Mine is certainly the Compliment Essential, but then followed closely by Omega Complex and Compliment Protein. Right on. It's all up to 50% off. Compliment products are optimized for plant-based eaters and backed by a 100% 100-day money-back guarantee. Go to lovecompliment.com to take advantage of these offers and to check out all the rest of the content, lovecompliment.com. But don't wait, the sale ends May 30th. And with that, let's get to the interview. Kiki, welcome to the show. Um, For those who don't know Kiki, she goes by Plantiful Kiki, um, but is otherwise known as a a wife, mother, and wellness expert who, over the course of, you'll have to correct me if I'm wrong, um, a, a relatively short period of time, um, was able to reduce your, your weight by about 70 pounds. I'm just looking at the before and after. Um, and more importantly, cured all these underlying uh, health conditions and now has built a, a uh, an incredible community, which has allowed you to impact so many hundreds of thousands of people at this point, and, and I'm so grateful for you spending a little bit of time with us today to impart a little bit of that that wisdom. So welcome, and thank you so much for, for spending some time with us today. Well, thank you for having me. It's always fun. Um, let's start off with that journey, which I, I just gave that synopsis, and, and again, I'm looking at these before and after pictures on your website, and, and obviously, you know, I've known each other for a few years now, and it has always been incredible to see how many people you energize and inspire with uh, this journey that, like I say, I mean, it's it's really, really incredible. Not just that you were able to, to lose some excess weight, but to address, you know, these high blood pressure, hormonal issues, multiple cancer scares, uh, I think a, a, a pre-diabetes diagnosis, which of course affects something like 100 million Americans today. So it's it's so timely and so important that we're able to share some of these tips and tricks. And, and I hope we can get into that. But before we do, I'd love for you to just kind of set the stage for us um, so that our community can get to know you a little bit better. What was the wake-up call? Where, where were you when you decided, I'm going to change something. And, and why was that change oriented around a plant-based diet? Yeah. So I had struggled with my weight for years and years, and I was just struggling with my health in general. And it just continued to worsen year after year. And I guess the wake up call for me was, um, I had gone to a regular checkup with my doctor and 
she called me back a few days later and she was like, you know, I got your blood work back and you're pre-diabetic, which we knew because I had been for about 10 years. Like my fasting blood sugar had always been like around 135 to 145, which, you know, is high, just, just I probably could have been considered diabetic at that point, but um, she said, you know, you're pre-diabetic. We have to get those numbers down. You're really overweight because I was 70 pounds heavier than I am today. Um, and she said, I'd like to see you lose 40 pounds immediately, which sounded insane to me. I just didn't know how to go about losing that amount of weight. And then, you know, on top of that, I had high blood pressure, high cholesterol, triglycerides and I had been dealing with a bunch of hormonal issues I had I was hypothyroid and I was just I felt like I was falling apart and I felt out of control if that makes sense because I had always been like a health conscious person I always had tried but I was you know listening to everything that were marketed about high protein, high fat, low carb diets. And, you know, I just, I was struggling and the more I tried, nothing got better. And even if I did lose a little bit of weight, my health markers never improved. So I just, I felt defeated. I felt powerless and I didn't know what to do because I tried everything. So Long story short, um, a friend of mine had recommended I read this book by this doctor that she'd heard of that helps people reverse diabetes and lose weight eating potatoes. And I just thought that was the most ridiculous thing I ever heard, but I was desperate at this point. So I, I went to the bookstore that day, I grabbed the book and it was the starch solution by Dr. John McDougall. And I read that whole book in one day and I was just floored because I had never heard this information. And this, this is a medical doctor, you know, this isn't a naturopath and I love naturopaths, but you know, I had never heard from the medical community that a plant-based diet that is high in carbohydrates and low in fat is the answer to all of the health problems and the weight problems that I'd been dealing with for years. So I read that and immediately like my husband got home from work and I was like, we're going to move to a plant-based diet. And he's like, wait, a, wait a second, what's going on? And so I shared everything with him and he was like, well, I'll, I'll stick to it with you for four months. I'll give you four months because I want to support you. I've seen like how hard it's been for you. So he was amazing. He was willing to give me four months of compliance <laughs> to support me. But then he said, you know, probably after that, I'll probably go back to eating the way I'm happy eating. So I was good with that. I was like, okay, I've got four months. I'm very, I'm a go-getter. So I said, okay, four months, I'm going to change my life. If this information is true, then my life is going to change in four months and we'll just go from there. And we just jumped all in. The next day we got rid of the animal products and we weren't eating like a perfect diet. Obviously there was a major transition that had to happen. Um, but at the end of those few months, I had lost over 20 pounds. My blood sugar, my fasting blood sugar was now 89, which is 
excellent. And I hadn't seen that probably since I was a kid, to be honest, I hadn't seen blood sugar numbers like that. Um, all of my other health markers were back to normal and healthy, you know, healthy blood pressure, all of that. And my doctor was floored. She could not believe that I had made such a turnaround in such a short amount of time after years of, you know, the same conversations and the same checkups. So at the end of that time, my husband had also lost about 35 pounds and was feeling so good. All his, all his like mystery aches and pains had disappeared that he was not interested in going back to how we used to eat. And so now here we are four months later and we have all the proof we needed that this is the way to eat and live. This is, I, I felt in control again. I felt empowered that right. I was able to get my health back and there was no way I was going to let my children while they're in my home and I'm responsible for their health, go back to how we had been eating. And so everybody around me was so sick of hearing me talk about <laughs> eating this way that I decided to start a YouTube channel. And here we are. That is amazing. And I had to look down because I have a, a, a continuous glucose monitor and I wanted to see what my, my current number was because you reminded me 89 is impressive. And I yeah. think it's so amazing that you get there, you know, on a high carb diet. It's just so counter to what we are told, you know, about, you know, eating potatoes and carbs, like your blood sugar and all that stuff. And it's amazing. It's just an amazing story. I, I'm curious, just if you can flash back briefly for us, um, what did your doctor say? Because I hope she was a, converted to a plant-based diet at that point. Yeah. So she, I think I got her, I don't think I got her all the way, but I told her about the book and she, I mean, she was just floored. And I actually, I haven't gone back <laughs> because I've been so healthy. So I should check in with her, but yeah, I mean, she just, she couldn't believe it. And she couldn't believe that I was eating, you know, potatoes and beans and corn and rice and bread and pasta. I mean, because doctors aren't taught this either. So yeah, it's life changing. And, and you mentioned uh, bread. Um, I'm curious, how long ago was this now? Um, so we moved to a plant-based diet back in 2018. So about five years ago. Wow, amazing. So you, you lost the weight and and maintained it, which is, I think, yeah. you know, the, probably the most impressive part, right? Because if you look at any weight loss statistics out there, it's like, you know, it's hard enough to lose the weight, but actually where you really find the most uh, depressing statistics is how many people gain weight back, you know, quickly after, because so much of it is a yo-yo dieting or, or crash dieting that's unsustainable, right? So it's, yeah. it's really impressive. Um, tell us about the diet. Uh, as we get into some of the practical tips and, and tricks, you can either speak to your diet today or your diet back then, but you mentioned bread, which is why I brought that up. You know, um, I'm curious, is that like a purely whole foods, plant-based? Are you eating Oreos, uh, which I think are vegan? They, they say I don't eat Oreos, but they say it's vegan. Yeah. So in the beginning, 
I was just concerned about one, getting the animal foods out of our diet and two, lowering our fat intake. So, cause I have learned so much from incredible doctors like Dr. Neil Barnard, who teaches on reversing diabetes, how imperative it is to lower fats in the diet. So those are the two major things that I was focusing on in the beginning. So we were still consuming, um, you know, cereal that is, you know, a lot of cereals don't have milk or anything in them. So, but they are processed foods. So we were still eating cereals, a lot of white bread and a lot of white pasta. And I was still losing weight and still improving my glucose numbers, which was just mind blowing to me. So really my goal in the beginning was to one, this needed to be sustainable. Cause like you said, so many people, I mean, you lose a little bit and then you gain at least that back. There's no holding on to your weight loss. So I, I really wanted to make sure that this was going to be sustainable for us. And I knew that we couldn't go from like eating Taco Bell to, you know, salad bowls <laughs> and stay on this. So I slowly transitioned us to a more whole foods, plant-based diet. We went plant-based immediately, but it was a journey to get us to where I wanted to be, which was eating as unprocessed as possible. But I still lost a big chunk of weight just by removing the animal products and lowering my fat intake. And then from there, I started focusing on making foods that were familiar because I needed to transition my kids and my husband. And so to take away their mac and cheese and quesadillas and, you know, the things that they were familiar with and start giving them quinoa and roasted veggies wasn't going to be a hit. So, so that's what I started doing. And that's kind of how my whole presence on social media was born. And, and how I wrote my book is centered around familiar foods that taste amazing, but that are plant-based, low in fat, as whole foods as possible, that will get you the results that you are looking for without ever counting a single calorie. Yeah. That's awesome. And, uh, and that book, well, the, the book that we should point folks to is your new one, Plantiful, Plantifully Geeky Lean. I apologize. I've seen, I've said Plantiful Kinky so many times that it's hard to retrain my brain and say Plantifully Lean, um, which is of course your, your new book with a ton of recipes. And I'm really, really excited to, to dig in today you've got some amazing um uh endorsements from you know like one of our close shared friends of uh, uh plant you carly i just saw um yeah. awesome but let's go back to that because in the transition it is so hard and it's especially hard if you're responsible for kids and a husband or a wife what have you um i did the same thing by the way you know i was the one to go to my wife and say um, hey, I don't really know what it means, but we're going plant-based and uh, I'll get back to you on what you're allowed to eat. Um, and uh, and during those early years, you, I mean, she lost like 30 pounds and uh, I lost probably 20 plus pounds. Um, and it wasn't really intentional. We weren't tracking it or anything, but to your point, 
that was on a lot of carbs, you know, like, and, and not the kind of carbs, like sweet potatoes. It was like right. pastas and whatnot. Cause we have absolutely no idea what we were doing. And, you know, you'd go to a restaurant and you'd just be like, you know, red sauce and pasta with like, just, just hold the butter and meat. Right. Um, yeah. So it, it's a testament to the diet. I suppose that you can get results even when you're eating that way, but then you have to make that transition. I'm curious, what were some of the tips or tricks that you can offer that helped you in transitioning the rest of the family and even some some of your favorite recipes or go-to snacks you know for kids for instance I know also on your website there's an awesome um plentiful kids um uh that has a ton of resources but just just talk to us a little bit about how you transition your family um because I think that's a real struggle struggle for a lot of people yeah so I think number one, I had to be resolved and know that this was going to be emotional for them. Every bit as it was going to be emotional for me, even more so because they didn't have the foresight or the knowledge or understanding to, to see that this was for their good. So I knew that they were going to be losing all of their snacks and goodies. So one, I had to prepare myself for the emotional onslaught mutiny that was sure to present itself. But then, like I said, focusing on foods that were familiar to them. So now I, my biggest task was how do I replace cheese and not use the processed fat laden vegan cheese that is so tasty. And I do use once in a while, but I started figuring out how to replace cheese first because my kids loved quesadillas, macaroni and cheese, um, broccoli, cheddar, casserole. So that's how my cheese sauce recipe was born, which is actually one of my most popular recipes on my website. It's the most Google recipe of mine. So I just started making their favorite food. So once I got that recipe nailed down, then it was, okay, we're going to have vegan quesadillas for them. We're going to have the vegan mac and cheese, and then making broccoli, cheddar, rice, casserole. It was so easy once I figured out our staples to keep the food familiar for them. Pasta, you know, spaghetti was still easy to do and garlic bread. That was still easy and familiar to them. They never loved meatballs anyway, so that stayed the same. But really when transitioning kids, it's knowing that it is going to be emotional for them and they need what's familiar. And so that's what I focused on. And when it, <laughs> when it came to snacks, so at first my kids obviously could tell the difference. They were like, this doesn't taste like the mac and cheese I'm used to or whatever. And they wouldn't want to eat it. Well, then what I found is that they were snacking constantly and then not eating dinner. So then I had to put a real window on snacking and be like, Hey, Snack is from this time to this time, and it's this, it's fruit, you know, or it's veggies and hummus. And of course they were like, great, you know, and they wouldn't eat that either, but then they were hungry, real hungry by dinner time. And so then, you know, that mac and cheese tasted a lot better. <laughs> so you, just, you sometimes, you just, you got to outsmart them, right? Because... <laughs> Yeah. They, there will be mutiny, but I only allow, um, 
fruit in my house for snacking. We, we do have um, seaweed snacks. They love those. But in the beginning, there was um, crackers, but it was no longer like Cheez-It. It was like, I don't know, probably, I can't even remember at this point. I just was swapping them out and slowly introducing more and more fruit as the option or like seaweed or veggies and hummus. And as long as they know that you're not going to budge, they'll fall in line. But it's that, you know, kids are way more persistent than adults. So as long as you can ride them out, they'll be fine. That's, that is that is true. And how old were your kids uh, at that time? Yeah, so my daughter had just turned five and my son had just turned 10 when we transitioned, yeah. Yeah, so those are tough ages. I'm I'm a little luckier because my kids have been plant based from birth, and so yeah. they they didn't ever know what real cheese tasted That's like, wonderful. you know. Yeah. Um, and we send them to school, and I'm I'm sure he's gonna start getting weird questions. He's still just four, um, but you know, like he's he's eating like uh, you know, olives and hearts of palm, and like he just loves yeah. these these yeah. like really. You know, I mean, and and again, I can I don't know what the other kids are eating. It's unfortunately probably like the you know snack pack that we all yeah. grew up with. Grew you know? up and, yeah. yeah, and some some of it is you know uh, we'll send them with yogurt on occasion, and and we're blessed now because you know we have access to these different cheeses and dairy alternatives that make it a lot easier. I, I cannot imagine, but again if they were 10 or even five, you know, and they had their taste buds developed around a certain set of snacks and whatnot, like, I mean, I I remember just, you know, I want to focus on you, but it's a funny story because um, we also don't eat gluten. Um, my wife has a sensitivity. And so, yeah, I just joined in because if she's not going to eat it, I don't want to eat it, you know? And, and so therefore we don't cook with it at home. And we were traveling this last summer. And, and so, yeah, we let our kids have it, right? They're with their cousins. It's not, you know, I, I don't think it's, I'm not getting into the gluten debate, but, you know, it's good for them to have some things. And, and, um, and uh, they developed an understanding that glutinous bread is actually delicious. Yeah. And the stuff that they've been, <laughs> and they're like, they're like, uh, they would ask us, like, does it have gluten in it? And we're like, probably. And they're like, I want it. I give give me the gooey. Is that like does that muffin have gluten? I'm in. Like you know, it's just it was super funny. And and mind you, these are you know three and four year old kids, so it was even funnier that they have this conceptualization of, you know. And and anyway, but it's it it's tough. And my my go to recommendation, by the way, is the exact same as yours, which is like we just push fruit. Like fruit is delicious, you know. Yeah. And. Um, I recently signed up for uh, a box from uh, Miami Fruit, I think. No affiliation, not sponsored. Sorry, you, you broke up just there. What, what was that one? You have to let me know. You have to let me know if you like it. Uh, we got our first box, and the kids were very, very excited. Um, and uh, by some of them, some of the other fruits, which were a little less sweet, uh, and uh, like we had a cacao um, bean, I, I, I don't know what you call it, cacao fruit, right? And you open it up and it looks like this brainy, 
gooey thing on the inside and they're a little grossed out but we we just try to expose them to so much of that stuff and uh and like you know mame and sapote and some of these other tropical fruits are absolutely delicious and you know uh, probably not the most uh environmentally friendly thing for me to eat up here in colorado um but uh but you know we like to expose them to that and and gosh it's so much better than having ice cream or something after dinner right just find uh you know really sweet fruit so that's our go-to hack as well um so talk to me as you you now you and your family have transitioned right um you've you've figured out uh this lifestyle you're five years in you've maintained the weight but it hasn't always been easy and you've been really uh transparent and candid about some of the things that you've dealt with like for instance with your um hair maybe thinning out a little bit i can say although no one asks me um that i experienced similar issues as i transitioned to a plant-based diet my nails started like peeling I had this really terrible psoriasis on my skin, um, like weird stuff. And I went to a doctor and of course, you know, that that is the origin story of Compliment, our, our company, which everyone's heard about, I'm sure if they're listening to this. So I won't go into it, um, but what are some of the, maybe you could tell a story um, about some of those challenges. And I know you've heard from thousands of people, we've heard from quite a few, I'm sure some shared folks that, that have learned uh, your secrets. Um, that you know, it's not always the easiest thing, and sometimes your body does have to adapt, and sometimes there are challenges. And I think we have to be outspoken about that to help people understand that they're not unique. They don't need to go on a carnivore diet. There are ways to kind of optimize this plant-based diet to ensure that they can maintain it and feel really good, energetic, and vibrant, both physically in their appearance, but also you know, knowing that that's happening on the inside as well. Maybe you could tell us uh, the story of some of the challenges that that you felt separate from changing your kids' taste buds. Yeah, so I think, let's see, like the first big challenge was probably like my skin breaking out worse than it already was because I was dealing with like cystic acne. And when I started eating better for like a week or two, I had really bad breakout like worse than I had ever had and that kind of would happen every once in a while for like the first year that I was plant-based you know the cravings is another one cravings can be really intense and I just learned from listening to these really smart doctors um I heard Dr. Neil Barnard talk about a lot of these weird aches and pains or um breakouts or things that you're feeling or resurfacing of symptoms, I should say, can really just be a detox that your body is going through because your cells are releasing all of this junk, you know, into the bloodstream. And then you're kind of feeling these symptoms again. And he said that in their clinic, they see it a lot with gout patients and they've been eating plant-based diets, have gotten rid of their gout, and he said, sometimes healing is like an onion. It, it kind of happens in layers and they'll have patients who've been gout free for a year or two, all of a sudden have like this resurgence of gout. And all it is, is just stuff being released from the body and it comes out and is gone very, very quickly. 
so learning that like helped me get through the, am I doing the right thing? Am I, you know, should I be, am I missing something in my diet? Um, and then I obviously found you guys through compliment because I was going through hair thinning and, but I had actually, I didn't go through hair thinning because of my plant-based diet or weight loss. Like it's something I had dealt with for years because of the hypothyroid stuff I was going through. But when I had all my blood work done, they're like, your, your hormones are fine. Like your thyroid is fine. And it ended up just being like, I just needed extra support, which is how I found you guys. And then, you know, that's been wonderful. Um, I'm trying to think like what else that and just like the weight loss plateaus were probably the hardest and knowing that they were going to happen and knowing that cravings are going to continue to happen. They still do for me at least. And just being prepared with your answer for that. Um, how'd you deal with the, uh, the plateaus? Any, anything for folks who are out there maybe in, in dealing with a plateau? today yeah so the things you can do like right now to help move through a plateau is one take a good look at your fat intake make sure that that's moderate I tell people to stop cooking in oil you know if you need a small drizzle like I love a little toasted sesame oil on my dish but you don't need to cook in it you know you just need a little bit of it to give you all that flavor because all these studies have found that oil does not add to satiation or, you know, keeping you fuller longer. So why add the extra calories? And that's a really easy area to cut calories that is pretty painless. You know, if you need to use a light spray of oil, do that. But the oil is like a huge one. And that's an easy one. That's an easy cut for people to do. The other thing I tell people is to just start eating more fruits and vegetables and don't focus so much on what you're taking out of your diet, but focus on what you're adding in because then those foods start to crowd out all the junk. The other thing that I love, and I teach this a lot on my YouTube channel, it's in my book and on my Instagram is the 50-50 plate. And even if you're not fully plant-based, this is still going to be a super useful tool. And that's basically where you just by visually, you're going to take your dinner plate and you're going to divide it in half and you're going to fill half your plate full of non-starchy vegetables like steamed broccoli or roasted cauliflower, whatever you like, and then fill the other half with whatever else you're eating. So for me, when I hit like my last plateau and I decided to start implementing the plate building methods, I started doing that, just filling my plate full of non-starchy vegetables, half of it, eating that first, and then eating my potatoes, beans, rice, whatever after. And what that does is it allows you to eat the same volume of food, if not more, but for less calories. So you're getting to still eat a lot and lose weight at the same time, and you never counted a single calorie. Yeah, that's awesome. I, I know for our family, the number one thing is that that kind of volume hack, right? Like, I mean, you can eat a tremendous amount of food yeah. so long as it's, you know, the right types of, of foods, right? It's, it's so simple once you kind of understand that premise. Um, and yeah, filling up on, on broccoli or salad or what have you, and then enjoying whatever that, that kind of pleasure food 
might be yeah. it's it's such a powerful hack uh i like the 50 50 but i i wrote that down um about cravings uh what are your what are your go-to remedies for for cravings today or or in the past which everyone helps yeah so i learned from my years of dieting <laughs> that i could do really good you know, eating really well, staying on track during the week, but Friday would hit and I would want to have pizza with everybody or wings, you know, and then have pancakes in the morning for breakfast. I just liked the weekend to feel special, but what would happen is, you know, I go with every intention on having like a big salad and like one or two slices of pizza and calling it an evening, but you get into it and you just end up (laughs) (laughs) eating the whole pizza, having some wine, and then, well, you've ruined it. So just might as well enjoy the weekend and then start again on Monday. But I I would never make progress that way. So what I did is I, again, I just, I'm a foodie. I love comfort food. And so you'll see that a lot of my recipes are like clean takeout or, you know, healthy pancakes and all of these things. So I just learned to make my favorite foods in a plant-based, low-fat, healthy way so that I could feel like I was still enjoying all of these foods. And that's what made weight loss and keeping it off sustainable for me is not, you know, refraining from everything. This idea that you can't eat pancakes or you can't have burritos or you can't have pizza and lose weight or keep weight off is silly. You just have to understand the mechanics of, of how to do it. Right. Yeah. It's an amazing thing once you figure out how to, to veganize those favorite dishes. And even more so, if you can veganize them in a healthy way, it really wow. unlocks like, you know, so many enjoyable meals. Um, you you made a comment on something that I have suffered from, and I can definitely say my wife has suffered from it, and she won't ever listen to this podcast. She gets enough of me, so I'm allowed to say these these things. Um, but uh, that all or nothing uh, yeah. f- emotion where it's like, you know, I'm, I'm going to be super disciplined. I'm going to get through the day, you know, or get through the week, and then like, it's like a snowball and you're like uh, well I'll just have one cookie and like once you have the cookie you just you end up having the whole box and then like you wake up the next morning and and it's like that vicious cycle where you know uh working out makes me less likely to drink wine which makes me sleep better and if I wake up feeling refreshed I'm more likely to to work out which makes me less likely to drink and and and, but the opposite is also true and I'm curious why you think that's the case or, and, or, um, if you don't have the philosophical answer, that's cool because really the practical answer is even better, which is how do you like get back on the wagon, right? So say you have a, have a bad Friday night and, and, you know, maybe it's not PC to say bad, but maybe you indulged, you know, a lot on Friday night. But you have a goal of sustainable body composition change over the course of 90 days. And like, you know, and it's so easy to say like, oh, well, it's Saturday. I already fell off the wagon last night. Like, whatever, I'll have the pancakes. And then once you start the day with the pancakes, you're like, oh, well, you know, like I'll, I'll have that, you know, plant-based burger for lunch. And then like all of a sudden, 
and then and then as it turns out sunday's harder sunday's yeah. harder because you're like i you know i'm i'm and you start beating yourself up you get really negative you know and like we all know the answer right which is like just start now i think it's so common that folks suffer from this all or nothing mentality and it's so much harder back on the wagon after they fall off and maybe had a, a more indulgent meal um what's your tip and and uh you know kind of philosophy on on how to prevent that yeah so i think the first place to start is to realize that there's nothing wrong with you that you're not a bad person that you don't lack self-discipline truly it's your brain is wired to seek out high calorie palatable foods because we needed that for survival. There's this really amazing talk by Dr. Doug Lyle called The Pleasure Trap. It's, he did an excellent TED Talk. I just recommend everybody watch it on YouTube. And he basically very humorously and intelligently explains that this, you know, this desire for these high calorie, super flavorful foods is just built into you because Back, you know, hundreds of years ago when we're living a, a sustenance lifestyle, we needed that. Like if we came across an avocado tree, that was going to be a really good source of calories. So, of course, we're going to seek that out over like the lettuce growing in the field. So first, I always tell people to realize there's nothing wrong with you. You don't have an eating disorder. You're not a food addict. Your brain is just literally wired. And the whole, he calls it the cram circuit where you start eating, you know, you start eating some chips, telling yourself you're going to stop after a few. And then you're just like, screw it. And you just like shove it in your face. It's all just part of a normal biological function. So once people understand like, okay, there's nothing wrong with me. It's my biology. Then you just have to learn to work with it. And what I tell people is that it looks different for everybody, but learning to work with it for me was keeping a clean environment, which is what Dr. Doug Lyle refers to as being one of the most beneficial things to help with just not eating these things is don't keep them in your home. So I don't bring home bags of chips that I don't intend on eating because they're going to get eaten. You know, <laughs> I just, I can't do it. I also, that's where the making healthy comfort food comes into play is planning for that, planning what is going to be your Friday night dinner. And that can be at home or it can be going out. And if you know you're going out somewhere, well, know ahead of time what you're going to order. And even before you go to the restaurant, why don't you sit down and have a huge plate of non-starchy vegetables? And then go have, you know, you're doing the 50-50 plate at home. So you're just loading up on your veggies at home, eating those, and then go enjoy some pizza or whatever. The point is you have to have a plan. So I, you know, during my whole weight loss process, I planned for Friday, I want cauliflower wings, or I want pizza, or I want egg rolls. And these are all things that are in my book is I, I have a whole cravings section, I call it, because it's just, it's so necessary in my life. So I would plan for those foods and then I would make sure that I would execute that. And I'd plan for my pancakes on Saturday morning. And that's what helped me. So I just, I tell people one, realize 
it's there's nothing wrong with you it's just part of your biology we weren't meant to live in this super fattening you know processed food world but that's the world we live in so you gotta you gotta plan around that so plan for the meals you want to have and also don't be hard on yourself there's to me there's no no falling off a wagon because you're walking a journey and you just keep going you know you dust yourself off and you keep going and I always tell people you got to get really good at the art of readjusting because life isn't about perfection there's no such thing you know you're looking for continual progress not perfection and so you just have to get really good at readjusting. I have to readjust every time I come back after, you know, vacation or the holidays and have to get back to how I normally eat and, you know, everything falls back in place. And I think focusing on the daily habits you're trying to change is more impactful than focusing on the major goal at the end because we get so focused on the number we're trying to lose not realizing that it's all the little changes you're making every day that add up to the big wins or the big losses you want to see. Yeah, it's a great philosophy. And thank you for correcting the, the falling off the wagon because just hoping to, <laughs> to, to, draw, to, to draw the analogy and prove a point and, and one we share, right? Just, just do, you know, take the next step. Just keep moving forward. You know, do a little bit better every day uh, my personal philosophy right one percent better every day nice yeah. tiny 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 thing not a big deal not intimidating but just you know a constant march of progress right and you know kind of makes it all a little, little less stressful um run out of time i i have to uh again um bring up um plantfully lean your, your new book, which has 125 of these recipes that you've been referring to. And as I was thumbing through the pages, you know, it, it looks like an incredibly practical guide in terms of how to build your plate, you know, with the visuals and everything else. So for anyone who is listening right now uh, and who wants to learn more about Kiki's strategies here, I, I would say that's that's the book to go to, right? And it even includes a four-week meal plan to get started. Um, I just want to 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 say congratulations on that, and and give you an opportunity to to kind of do a quick pitch because um, I really hope people will take advantage of that. I'm really looking forward to passing this to my wife because I have a complete inability to cook and can do almost <laughs> nothing with this book. Um, but uh, I do I do hope uh, that we can implement it in our home and uh um but yeah tell, yeah again congratulations on the new book thank you it's been a really wild ride so it's been a lot of fun but i basically just wrote the manual that i wish i had had you know what took me 14 months of a lot of trial and error and research i condensed into this book and um yeah, I've, I've just, nothing makes me happier than the thousands and thousands of people that we hear from 
taking this information and changing their own lives. That's the whole reason I started any of this was to give people the tools that they need to be successful. So yeah, I just, I basically just wrote the book I would have needed to help me, you know, understand why a plant-based diet, why it's good for me, why I don't have to worry about all of these different things. Um, you know, learning, I teach people the, the mechanics of weight loss of, you know, how to build your plate, all of that, and then give you all of the recipes that are easy and familiar and will help you be able to do this long-term. Probably family friendly. So, which is important for, for a lot of us. Um, yeah. awesome. I'm, I'm so excited to dig in more deeply. Um, Obviously, you can find this book everywhere books are sold, but it's 20% off on Amazon, I just saw. And the yeah. book, again, is Plantifully Lean, um, as in Plantiful Kiki, uh, like beautiful. You can search that on Google, plantifulkiki.com. And, and of course, that is your handle on, on most socials. But where do you prefer to hear from folks and... and uh, um, connect with uh, our audience if they want to connect with you. Yeah, I think the best place is in the comment section of Instagram and Facebook. That's the easiest place because DMs are and emails are thousands a day. We, I just, I wish I could, but um, I'm actively in the comments. And if you have a question, if I don't see it, somebody else sees it, like people, you know, my community is very enthusiastic about sharing their own journeys and sharing the resources and helping each other out. So, yeah. That's awesome. Um, well, I hope folks will, will benefit from your book as much as I've benefited from this conversation. Every time I talk to someone like you, I, I end up going back home and and implementing like this 50-50 plate, right? These little tidbits that, that help us each get 1% better every day. So thank you for being so generous with your, your time and sharing all this wisdom with us today.